Good evening, everyone. It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the podcast for Friday, the 16th of March, 2018. What's going on? What you doing? What you up to? I just had... Uh, I just made the most amazing fucking burgers I've ever made in my life. Um, just want to just wanna, uh, let you... Please no, I wanted to fucking shout to the heavens. I wanted to get on my roof and just shout it out. I tasted one of these things and I was just like, holy shit, I could open my own food truck right now. I could probably just do it. I could probably just open up my food truck. But uh, we, without even thinking about the logistics of opening up a food truck business, I just thought, oh yeah, I'll make these burgers and I'll fucking sell them for like $3 a pop. $3 a pop and we'll, we'll chuck in a dollar soft drink. There you go. $4 for a burger and a soft drink. And this burger is just plain plain and simple. Nice and simple. It's just the bloody... It's just the uh, meat and cheese. And a bit of lettuce. No, none of that bullshit. None of that beetroot shit. None of that work shit. Sometimes the nice and simple one is the way to go. Sometimes the nice and simple one is just nice and easy. Uh, just got some ground meats. Made them into balls. Made them into patties. Season those motherfuckers. And, uh, melted the cheese on the bun and, uh, added some lettuce. Mate, we're, we're there. We're there. I, uh, also added some sweet baby rays. It's barbecue sauce. And, um, yeah, I've got to say it like that every single time because I have not said it any differently than that whenever I mentioned it. It's fucking amazing sauce. Uh, if you haven't got it, it's it's somewhere. It's probably in your local shopping shops now because, I mean, we used to get it from... Uh, the first time I had it was when I was in Newcastle and they got it from uh, Babina in Warners Bay, which is where you get all the... And if you're not familiar with Babina... If you're not familiar with Babina, uh, it's this big old place in Newcastle and uh, they pretty much sell like a lot of products from America as well and it was there. Because I got some Kool-Aid from there, and I had some, and I was like, eh, it's not all, it's not all that. Then again, you buy things like Tang, and you add that. It's literally called Tang, by the way. And you add that, and uh, it tastes like orange juice, I guess, it's supposed to. Or, I guess, soda. Actually, I'm not too sure what Tang tastes like. I've never had Tang, I'm lying. <laughs> Uh, but I've had Kool-Aid and I just didn't think it was all that. But I'll tell you what I did have. Lucky Charms and I haven't. And, uh, that was fucking great. Not the best cereal for your health. But, uh, ridiculously good all, all the same. I went to, when I found out they were selling them in the IGA next door, I uh, went and had a look at them. And... They were like seven dollars, seven dollars fifty, and then I gotta wait till until they I gotta wait till they come down and when they come down <laughs> your boy's getting them. I wait till they come down to about three fifty and mate, that's it. Lock me in the room. I'm having cereal for the rest of the week. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um No, not really, but <laughs> it's it's I have it for breakfast anyway. Because uh, I don't have time to get up and make fucking croissants and eggs and stuff like that. 
I don't, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how people get up in the morning and actually make a full-on breakfast. I guess, that, like, if you're a morning person, yeah. But I'm not really... I don't really consider myself a morning person, so... I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the time to do that. I only have the time to do that if, I'm stayed up, if I've stayed up the whole night and I can actually have, cook breakfast. But once I cook breakfast, then I'm ready to go. Time's up. I think the first time... I actually made breakfast was when I binged to watch Jessica Jones season one on Netflix, watched every single episode all in one go, had coffee, hang on, I'm going to turn this phone off before it, before it goes off, I want to hear noises, uh, I had coffee uh, with it, I had about, what, three cups of coffee with the binge, and um, and then I watched all of it, got through all of it. Um, because I remember I really wanted to watch all of it because I read the Alias comics before I did it by um, Brian Michael Bendis and and I was like oh this, is this what we're going to tackle on the show and then yes the Kilgrave is, being, is the villain of the first season spoilers um, and uh, I might take one in the end I guess but uh, he's the villain of the first season, and then Jessica's going to deal with him. As you, as Jessica Jones fans know, she went into a lot of uh, psychological trauma and physical trauma as well from uh, Kilgrave or the Purple Man, or uh, I think it's what was, his, what was his first name? Is uh, oh fuck, I can't be I can't be fucking looking it up. I probably can look it up actually. My computer's right in front of me. Um, what's his name? What's his first name? Well, yeah, he's... He is... His villain name is the Purple Man, which everyone calls him the Purple Man. But, uh... Ah, oh, no, it's just Kilgrave. Kilgrave first name. I believe he has a first name. But I don't like gives a shit of his first name. Kevin Thompson is his real name. Okay, don't worry about that. It's either Kilgrave or the Purple Man, really. Um, but they keep referring to him Purple Gar- per- uh, as the Kilgrave in the first season. So it's played brilliantly by David Tennant. So yeah, if, if, if you haven't watched... Just jumping off the breakfast. If you haven't watched Jessica Jones season one and you love Marvel superheroes, she's a good one to get into. She's more of a character-driven story instead of action sequences. Although there is a lot of action sequences and adult content in the series. Um, dealing with heavy themes, there is a lot of character, plot, and development. So, and that's what I love about my little theory. And that's what I loved about Black Panther. The most recent Black Panther was all about character development, and more so than the action sequences and the big old uh, fights, <clears throat> villains, boss battles. Although Killmonger is one of the best villains in the MCU, it's all about character. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so that was the first time I made breakfast. And uh, what did I make? I made it a, just a simple egg and bacon sandwich. And then I, I sat in the pool. I think I dangled my legs in the pool. I sat in the pool and I was eating them. I, I think I made some juice as well. Didn't make it. Poured it. I went and bought some juice and poured it. I didn't make that shit. I can't make juice. I'm not one of those people that goes, and I just, I just freshly squeezed orange juice. Um... And then I put together... I didn't do shit. I uh, poured some juice I found in the fridge. And then I cooked eggs and bacon. Which is one of the simplest fucking things you can do. As... Just with cooking and culinary skills in general. 
Um, so I did that and I was sitting outside with my legs in the pool. I remember my dad coming out and he's like, ah, what are you doing up? And it was like 8 a.m. And I was like, I could be up at this time. But I was like, oh, I was just watching. I watched a show and I was awake all night. And I was like, oh, well, well, yeah. And then that conversation didn't go anyway. But I'm just saying, that was the first time I really got up and actually made a meal during breakfast. Um, yeah, got a made a meal during breakfast. Then I haven't really made many since. Only if I'm staying up or if I've been drunk the whole entire night. And having come home during breakfast, I'll make breakfast and fall asleep and then fucking sleep off the hangover all night. Who knows? It comes back with a vengeance sometimes. Um, so, yeah. I don't get up and breakfast. I don't get up and make a lot of breakfast, really. I, so I mostly skip breakfast as well because I go to uh, film college here in uh, Surrey Hills. Not here. In Surrey Hills. I'm in Delhi, but... I don't. I normally skip it because I don't have time to. When I get up in the morning, I don't have time to go into the kitchen and make something. Um, that so that just tells me tells everybody really that my friends know I'm not a morning person. And if you try and wake me up in the morning, I'm not going to wake me up. An earthquake. I'm not as bad as an earthquake's not going to wake me up. But yeah, sometimes you got to stick something in my fucking eye to wake me up. So there you go. A little bit about my. Um. But uh, when it comes to cooking in the night, I love it. Um, recently, I've been getting really into it. Uh, I, I was getting into it late last year, and I even got a Mediterranean cookbook given to me by my cousin for my birthday. I haven't really delved into that yet because I haven't made the money to uh, buy the ingredients because there's a lot of ingredients to buy for some, most of those recipes. So I haven't made the money to really buy any of those ingredients. And... I, um, so basically I just make your, your basic pasta meals, like your spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese, like that's my favorite dish, so I can make my favorite dish at least. It's, it's really reassuring to know that I can make my favorite dish and make it as best as I can. Um, I used to burn the mints, which is, yeah, pretty fucked, I know, but now I know how to do it, uh, quite near, near perfectly. Um, I wouldn't call myself the best cook. That's not my uh, forte. Forte. My my forte is more of writing and directing. But um, I don't know. I, if I could pick a second career, I'd probably go with being a chef because I love food that much. And then really getting into cooking recently, last year, and then these last few months, making out, branching out to make a bit more. Like more meals, like I made the the pre-prepped meals that you get from the supermarket. Then you just gotta put like you put that's, that's the sauce really. Then you, but you actually gotta chop up all the food and everything. You just chuck a bit of music on and you just uh, you know have have a time really. You um, chop up like uh, on the dish made dish I made last year, late last year. I was making a sausage dish or something. I don't know what it was a hot pot, and I was like adding. Carrots and onion and what stuff. Onion. I wasn't ready for that shit either when the onion started making me cry. I wasn't ready for that. Because <laughs> I was cutting the onion and then I was like, oh, this, is a, this is a fucking myth. And I was cutting the onion and I was just like, oh my fucking God, it's not. And also, you got to make sure you don't fucking touch your eye, obviously. So, 
I was crying <laughs> as I was making the onion. I was crying as I was cutting the onion. I was just like, holy shit, it is real. Holy shit. It's the whatever comes off the onion. That's what obviously waters your eyes. You don't, you don't cry, but um, TV shows and movies obviously embellish it quite a lot, especially animation. Um, I remember SpongeBob SquarePants embellished it an incredible amount. As if it was, um, but it was obviously played for last because he had like, a, I think it's like a radio next to him. He was listening to really sad music while he was make Catman. And I was just like, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been making these great dishes. I would love to like start getting into that Mediterranean cookbook and start making more of those pasta ones or more of those. There's a lot of dishes in there because it's, it's Mediterranean. So there's a lot of, it spreads around that, um, mostly around Italy. Um, and I want to go back to Italy. God damn it, I want to go back to Italy. I think next time when I go back to Italy, though, I want to take a pasta making class or something. Um, I'd say a pasta making class or a, uh, I don't know, pizza making? Something about food. Like a class like in. I might like live there for like a month or something or be there for my holiday there, holiday there for a month and just take these classes about making pizza or pasta or something like that so I can actually learn to make from scratch these meals. Because what I'd like to... I had a dream about this. It was a weird dream I had like the other night. I um, I was, I was, I was sitting there and... Uh, I wasn't sitting, I was laying there. <laughs> and, I was, and I was just... I, just remember I, was, I was having this party... I was having this like dinner party, and I had like uh, yeah, I got the tea, I got the I got the cliche tea towel on the on the shoulder. All right, gang, we got this tonight and stuff like that. Uh, I was in this really nice house, um, and then I made this amazing pasta. I mean, I could taste the pasta in my dream. It was, it was crazy. I made this amazing pasta, and everybody really enjoyed the pasta. And I remember I, it was a it was I was having a party, and I invited like all these directors over. And it wasn't like these famous directors. It felt like they were well-known, but only well-known in my subconscious. So, um, I don't know. Like, my dreams made them up and made them be like, oh, these guys are big names. So that's why you're making this meal. I didn't get lucid, but I woke up and then I was just like, that was a really strange dream, but I'd really, really like to do that. <laughs> I'd really like to do that one day. Because most of the time I'm getting chased by a fucking giant cookie or something. I don't know. Like most of those nightmares. I wonder if that's like a... Like, a, uh, like you're, you're getting a lot of weight nightmare. Like a fat nightmare. Where a giant cookie's chasing you. And it's just like, well, it's karma. That cookie's, you're going to eat that cookie. The cookie's going to eat you. Not too sure. I don't know. Sometimes dreams mean shit. Sometimes they mean something. Sexual dreams obviously means you're thinking about the other person, but uh, you know I read somewhere that, and you know you don't really believe any, anything you read online, but I read somewhere that like if you, you sometimes your dreams mean something that you actually want to do in real life, and uh, I've done some fucked up stuff in my dreams, and I don't think I want to do that in reality, so. Not something I would actually do. Take on. Remember the strangest dream I've ever had. This is this is a this is a first time here. Strangest dream I've ever had ever in my life was I was I was in 
I think I was in high school. I was in eight year eight or year, year eight or year seven around there maybe. I think it was year seven or year eight. I had this dream where uh, we're at a water park and we were just enjoying ourselves. I was with, I was with my best friends at the time. We're in this. We had this group and we went from and we went from OLV to Pius, which is where I went in Adamstown. Rep. Um. We had this group that, you know, we all went together to Pius and we kind of, I don't know, we didn't really stay together, but we, at first we kind of did, but then we like drifted apart and found other people. Um, I do too, I do still speak to the, some of those people though. That's great. Um, yeah, we're at this water park. Anyway, we're at this water park and I just, there's this, the person that come on the speaker, he was, he was just like. Uh, righto, we've just spotted a Komodo dragon, and uh, he's coming towards the swimmers. I was like, what the fuck? I turned to my friend, I was like, did you hear what he said? He was talking about Komodo dragons. And he was just, he was just like, what? There's no Komodo dragons here, this is water park. This is wet and wild. I think it was, I think it was wet and wild. Because um, I remember I used to go wet and wild as a kid. I only, I only went twice, what the fuck am I talking about? I only went twice. Um... I sound like I'm going off all the time, every weekend, wet and wild. Um, because during that point, wet and wild wasn't even fucking built in Sydney. It was up in Queensland. So, you know. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. So I was just, I was really confused in the dream. And then I saw the Komodo dragon come through the crowd. He wasn't attacking anyone. They weren't attacking anyone. They were just strolling on by. And I guess it was scaring everyone because what the fuck, it's a Komodo dragon. Like, they're pretty crazy. They're shifty creatures. Um, beautiful, though. But ferocious. Don't Obviously, don't walk over to it and put your hand near it. It's going to bite it. Um, it, was, it was walking over, and I just realized I was just... I was like, this is a really weird situation. That Komodo dragons are taking over this water park. And, um... I was like, why, why Komodo Dragons? This is the kind of like thought I had after the dream when I woke up. I was like, why was it Komodo Dragons? Why? Why was it them? Was it my favorite animal of the time? I don't know. My two favorite animals are a kangaroo and a Komodo Dragon. I've got two. Maybe it was that. I don't know. My subconscious told me one day you're going to find a Komodo Dragon somewhere. What if I go to Indonesia? All the Komodo Islands, really. Um, so, yeah, they... And then I walked... I saw one walk past, and then I saw another one walk past, and then there, soon there was, like, ten walking in the water park. I'm like, what the fuck? There's more Komodo dragons than people now. And then I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Turned to my friend, I was like, there's Komodo dragons everywhere. And he was like, yeah, I know, I see them. What the fuck are they doing here? I don't know, I don't know. And then, this big Komodo dragon, this giant one, just smashed through the gate. Smashed through the gate, and he's just fucking strolling down. He's just strolling down, not hurting anyone. These Komodo dragons aren't doing shit to people. There's no harm being done. This is what I found really weird. There's no harm being done. These aren't taking over. So I didn't really see these Komodo dragons as taking over the water park as much as, like, I don't know, attending it? 
Did they pay the ticket price? I don't know. Do Komodo dragons carry wallets? I don't know. But, um... This big one just came through. He just he just smashed through the gates. I'm pretty sure he did not play his ticket price. Because he just smashed through the gates. And then he... And I guess this is where they talk over because he he, he said to us, he goes, we're taking over... Um, no, it's not we're taking over. He said, what did he say? This is our park now. I was like, the fuck? You're a, you're a Komodo dragon, bro. <laughs> this is a... You can't go down these slides. And, um... So I was a little confused. I was like, alright. And then he's like, this is our park. I was like, well, why can't we... Can we share? He was like... Uh, he's like, I don't know. Anyway, this is not even the craziest part of the dream. Craziest part of the dream comes when we hear the earth shake. And we're like, what the fuck? This is an earthquake. Next thing you know, over the horizon, there's a fucking tsunami coming. There's a tsunami coming. And it's... It's... It's, it's fucking huge, by the way. It's big. It's like, I'm thinking like there's waves in Hawaii that the surface surf, but bigger than that, obviously, because it's a fucking tsunami. So it's coming... And it's coming fast, right? And these Komodo dragons, they're just like, they're like looking at each other like, bro, this fucking tsunami's big. Like, holy shit, we need to get out of here. And then they just pull surfboards out of nowhere and then the tsunami comes and then the big one says to me and my friends, he says, ride us away. And I was just like, what is going on? Anyway, we get on the big one. He, the tsunami comes. It comes through, kills everyone, I think, in the water park. I'm not too sure. My subconscious is not thinking about dead bodies. It's probably just thinking about there's a fucking Komodo dragon that's the size of my house. I'm riding on it. Um, he's coming in. And then he rides the wave. They ride the waves. They're all, and then I look, and there's all these Komodo dragons riding the wave. And they're all just like... They're all like in like a line. It's like a symphony of Komodo dragons. A symphony of Komodo dragons riding this wave. I wish I could paint this motherfucking picture, but I'm not an artist. You can sit down in front of a therapist and tell this dream. They got you. There's something wrong with you, son. <laughs> um, we're riding. We're riding this big one. He's still going through the cities. Now there we're going. We're going through the city now. We're smashing through buildings. We're still riding this big, big old Komodo dragon. And then the little one says, "All right, we need a one each, one person each on us, on our backs." And I was like, "You're too little. You can't carry us." And then he said, "And then the, the well, I, want, I think the other one said, uh, he said, no, 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 we can carry you. We've got strength. We've got, we've got the strength." And I was like, "What the fuck? No, you can't. We're big. We're there. You're gonna, your back's gonna break or something like that." He's like, "Trust me." We can carry you. And I was just like, oh, jeez. So I jump on this Komodo dragon. I jump on this Komodo dragon. And then my mates jump on the other Komodo dragons. And then soon we're riding Komodo dragons. We're riding the Komodo dragons. Following Big Mama through the tsunami. We're still riding this fucking tsunami, by the way. I don't think this tsunami ends. And then suddenly the Komodo dragon says, I'm just going to grow a saddle. And I was like, What? And then through their scaly skin, saddles are coming out of their backs. 
And I'm riding this Ferno Dragon with a saddle and with reins. So I'm riding this Komodo Dragon like a horse through a tsunami. I think I should make an animated series. Because this would be included in it. <laughs> this would be included in it and I would probably make it for Adult Swim, to be honest. Um, it was insane. And then the dream ended while the tsunami was still going. I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was that? I don't think anything's going to beat it. And to this day... Uh, no dream has beat the Komodo Dragon Tsunami Dream. No dream has come close. Uh, yeah, really, no dream has even come close to being as weird. I've had, like, the weird ones with your mates, and they're kind of in it. Uh, especially with my Sydney mates, my current mates at the moment, my Sydney and Newcastle ones. They've been in the dream, but nothing really weird or abnormal has happened. We've just been going about our mundane activities and... Doing stuff, we might like do a couple of like I don't know illegal activities, but like there's nothing. There's no like Komodo dragons coming in. There's no tsunamis. There's no animal that we get to ride that, in reality, would be fucking physically impossible to ride on their backs, let alone grow out saddles. Um. But yeah, <laughs> that's obviously the dream. So never really had it ever again, really. Uh, and nothing's ever come close, really, to that dream. Nothing has come close. So, yeah, just wanted to let that out. What the hell was I talking about? <laughs> How the fuck did I get to that dream? Oh, it was the, um... Yeah. So, ba ba back to what I was talking about before. If I had to do a second th career... If I wasn't writing and directing or being involved in the film industry in any aspect at all, any way or form, I would probably be a chef. I'd probably see myself being a chef in my downtime anyway. Like after school, maybe take a cooking class? I don't know. I don't know. Then again, you got to have money for that and uh, money's getting very tight now. Uh, now that my rent has been raised, what, $20? It's going to be rent raised $20 in April, so the cost of living in Sydney... It's kind of fucked. It's uh, crazy. It's absolutely insane. I um, recently saw an article that said it's more than the cost of living in New York and London. I'm not too sure like what statistics that they pulled that from because I didn't really... I kind of skimmed over it because I read it really quickly and then I had to do, go do something else. Um, so I kind of really skimmed over that. I was like, that's fucking insane. So yeah, it's it's getting it's gonna get very it's very tight at the moment. I'm like I I get paid next week, but that again, that is all going to my phone like as well as getting hit with that the raise of the budget the raise of the budget, the raise of the rent. Um I had to pay off these things I had due last year from um I must have missed these bills last year and I never really... I must have forgot about them. And then my landlord comes up to me on Monday and he's just like, uh, yeah, so yeah, you need to pay these five bills because I need the money. Well, he didn't say he needs the money, but he just wants the money. And I was like, ah, uh, okay. So then obviously I don't have the money, so that has to come from somewhere else. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been fun. Real fun. And at the same time, I'm pulling my hair out over a fucking short film that I need to shoot in two weeks. 
So, doing all the pre-production for that as well, mostly filling out most of the uh, positions and roles. Uh, thank God I got a person for continuity on the project because I do sound and continuity at the same time is not going to be ideal. And I want one person to work on... Uh, I wanted one person to work on sound and then one person to focus on continuity. So I find, I got, I got someone for continuity, but only for three days, but that could be worth it. And I finally, tonight I landed a production designer. So that's great. Just need to find a location. I'm going to be looking for more locations this week. End. By the end of the week, I want to have a locked-in first location because I'm doing two locations. So I need a locked-in first location. The second location, it might actually be here because it's dirty enough. It's dirty enough. It's It's got bugs because it needs to be kind of decrepit looking. And my room's like falling apart. My my walls are like, my walls are like the breathing walls from Stranger Things. You know, when uh fucking the breathing walls from Stranger Things, or like from Nightmare on Elm Street, when you see the hands come through the wall. But I think mostly about the breathing wall from Stranger Things because if you pop, if you push against like the, I don't know even what to call this, in my room, like if you push against it, stuff comes out, and it's fucking weird. It's fucking. And uh, I'm doing it right now. It's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you go go out in the kitchen at night, and there's fucking German roaches on the everywhere because we live above a Thai restaurant. And they get them. They get all the roaches. They all come up to us because we live above the restaurant. And uh, you know this. Uh, let me tell you, this place ain't worth four twenty a fucking fortnight. Not worth it. So I'm probably definitely going to have to find a brand new place. Not a brand new place, but a new place to live after I finish school because I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, not a fan of my uh, landlord anyway, so... I guess it doesn't really... Eh, we'll figure out when the time comes, but that's just going to be... Unfortunately, that's just gonna how it's gonna be after April twentieth, I believe. I'm gonna start paying it. Um, hopefully, we'll be finding a looking for a new place. Probably not while I'm still at school because after this shoot finishes, I'm in the editing period. I'm in the editing period, and then I'm working on more assessments. There's a writer's room assessment we need to do, and then there's a. Uh, marketing and pitching assessment we need to do, even though we did that earlier this earlier this year. Uh, we're do a, this is the assessment one that was like a practice. This is the, the assessment. So we're gonna do two more assessments straight after I finish the shoot. During editing, I do two more assessments. At the same time of editing, I'm probably gonna have to edit Longland because I need to get that out. That needs to be out for festivals very soon. Um. Ooh, excuse me. That needs to be our festival pretty soon because like, that's pretty much done. I just need to add a few sound tweaks and um, credits and stuff like that. And we're getting a bass score from a person in India to do the the uh, bass line for the film. Uh, that's for a connection with my mate who has gone back to India. Shout out to Anish. 
Um, so, you know, hopefully that comes through the baseline, comes through, and uh, we, you know, we, we settle on that. It's being color graded. Um, it just needs to be. I just need to put my tweaks on it through sound and add that baseline, add, a, add some final, just polish it up. Have it ready to go because I want to have that ready when I leave, and I also want to have this major ready when I leave. Stalking is I need to do a few reshoots uh, for my last project. Beautiful game. I need to do a few reshoots because there needs to be some, a few shots that I might replace or put in there at the start. So I need to talk to my DP for that one, who is very busy at the moment with these two projects for our current. Uh, current shoe, the major project, but also she's doing a lot of uh, stuff for the band she's in and another other people that ask her for jobs as well. <clears throat> ask her to be do stuff for them as well. And she's doing a lot of... She's got a lot on the plate, but she's fucking... She's a trooper. She's tenacious. Um, so, and I think Unicorn, unfortunately, un- the thing about Unicorn it was it was out of focus. Um, some most of it was out of well, some of it. Some of it, I think, like the kitchen scenes. I think, like they're out of focus. But it, I could take it down like a kind of artsy path and just say like, oh, it's out of focus because of his, you know, the, his mental state of being, and he's just thinking about himself. But then again, he's out of focus, so I don't know. It could not work. I don't know. But the, the rest of the scenes are pretty clear. And I think it's. A, um, a pretty decent myself I think it's a pretty decent lyrical film um, it's just up to I don't know putting it into festivals and spending some money investing really it's really investing when you get into when you put it into festivals it's really investing the money and if, if that makes if that money makes a return it's like when you're producing a film when you're investing that money and if that film makes a lot of money then you make it back and it's just worth it then because you've made that money back plus you could make profit back from it that is what plus you could make uh, a lot of money back really like look at uh, fucking what is it look at uh, Get Out Get Out was made in a 4.5 million dollar budget and on its opening weekend gross this is so astounding so astounding and also inspiring to me as well because this is this this one best screenplay at the Oscars. It was made on a four point five million dollar budget, and it ended up making two hundred and fifty two million dollars worldwide. That is absolutely incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. By August eighth, it had made two hundred and fifty million dollars, two hundred fifty two million dollars worldwide. Fuck me. If that is not much of an inspiration to do even a micro-budget feature, I mean, $4.5 million for a feature, that's, it's, that's what you call a micro-budget for a feature. I mean, I mean, hell, man. And then winning, and then winning Best Screenplay at the Oscars. Having your having an Academy Award for Best Screenplay. I mean, fuck, wow. Astounding. Only inspires you to get right more, really. But I haven't been. I wanted to uh, write a bit more for the, the feature I'm writing. I wanted to write a bit more about it, but 
obviously, yeah, a lot of this is getting in the way. A lot of pre-production for Cold Modern is getting in the way. Um, I'm making a few more... Uh, what am I... What am, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm making a few more... Um, Well, that was quick. I'm making a few more um, teaser posters for it, and then I'm going to switch it, and then show because at the moment I'm doing it from the perspective of the phone company, and there, if this is a little trick, if anyone's listening, if anyone who sees my Instagram is listening, uh, that's those posters are from the perspective of the evil phone company in the film that you don't really see much of, but it's just kind of the backstory and context, I guess that you don't really need to know, but it's just there in case it's world building, I guess. Um, and, oh, Jesus Christ. I just realised there's a sauce on this shit. Oh, damn, that's going to have to go on the wash, isn't it? Um, so, that, those posters are from the perspective of the phone company, and that's why they're so comic book looking and very, like, I don't know, ironically fun, even though the film's a bit depressing, really. Um, but funny and depressing, haha! You can have a laugh along the way. As long as you can do that, what is what can go wrong, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's just me. Um, I wanted to make a black comedy, I did. I don't want to make a dark, depressing film akin to Black Mirror or something like that, even though Black Mirror has its happy episodes like um, Sanjay Deparo and Tanga DJ two of my favourite episodes of the show um, but one of my favourite episodes of the show was also very fucking depressing and sad and that's the entire History of You episode 3 of season 1 uh, the entire History of You is just fucking sad it is such a sad episode and it's got one of the most captivating still images I've ever seen in a TV show or film and um it's an, it's absolutely incredible image, and it just makes me fucking. It just makes you like just, I don't know, anxious, low, scared. Um, yeah, really anxious about the future. It's like, is this what it's gonna be like? Like shit. Or like it, it could be like. Obviously, it's not gonna be like that because these things are based in dystopian futures. This is more of a. My film is in a. It, it uh, plays on the aspect of being in a utopia, but it's also at the same time a dystopia because of the what's going on, really. Um, but I won't really uh, um, spoil it now because, you know, that'd be pointless. Because <laughs> then you'd be like, well, the fuck, should I see it now? Um, yeah, I've really... This one's going to be hard to make, really. Um, it's going to be quite hard to make. Production design's heavy. It's a high concept. Not that... Not crazy high, but, like, it's a pretty ambitious thing to do. Um, I'm willing to... I'm... I am vouching to go for special effects more than looking at phone screens. In that... That's just... In, that's, uh... That's just me not wanting to use reverse shots of phones because I just think it's lazy filmmaking. And and it's... Um, and it's uh, a waste of time. Waste of time when, you, when you're doing that. To set, up, to set up that shot, the reverse shot of a phone 
just waste, waste like 10 minutes of a shot waste of 10 minutes to set up I don't know, it depends what kind of setup you're going for um, but mostly that would take about 10-15 minutes to set up and then a couple of takes really well, probably one take it's a phone so one take and then that's it that's just your insert and then that just becomes an insert so um, I wanted to looking at Sherlock uh, I haven't watched I've been recommended to watch the code actually because the code apparently uses it so if anyone's heard of the code if, um, let me know if the code uses it but uh, Sherlock really is the one that inspired me to try and try it because uh, that's very it's very simplistic way simplistic but very uh, effective way of showing story how story moves along and what's happening and and um, uh, it's more efficient, I guess. It's more efficient in a way of showing text and social uh, media, even social media sometimes on screen. And I wanted to give it a shot of showing social media on screen through the special effects of After Effects and everything. And also I was inspired by season three, episode one of Black Mirror Nosedive, where there's a lot of that, um, that aspect of being engulfed in that culture and being in... Um, because you, you're so self, all these people are so self-indulgent and vanity-stricken and they want, um, pretty much they want to be five stars the whole time, but then Price Lyle's Howard's character of Lacey, um, yeah, she gets put down pegs for that episode and then she finds out in the end, you know, it's, it's better being an authentic person than being a person wearing a mask and 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 faking it pretty much the whole time it's uh celebrates authenticity at the end of the episode and that's what that's an aspect i i touch on in the script i can't say the film yet because i've made it but in the script i touch on the value of authenticity but it's all it's mostly about disengagement and detachment from everyone around you that reality and that's where the a twist comes in, but I'm not going to say it here. Um, so yeah, that's that's it's chugging along. Um, auditions are next week. Uh, like again, again, locations haven't got one yet. But as soon as I get one, I'm gonna be so fucking happy as soon as I get a location because then it'll be that'll be something I'll be happy about. But then again, anything can happen after. Even if you get the location, anything can happen during a film uh, during a film's production. So you just got to watch out for that. You got to hope you have a good first AD, uh, sensible crew, uh, professional crew, professional actors, and then uh, you know being organised yourself. And this is the first time I've kind of felt more organised as a director, but you still have to get things done that you're kind of. Um, waiting for other things to happen like I'm waiting for a few people for Airbnb to get back to me um, and they haven't got back to me yet I need to know about these locations and know if I can do a location recce or a tech recce so um, it is, it's a lot of waiting and it's a lot, but it's also a lot of you know pushing and you know, getting up their ass I guess that's a Aussie way of saying it <laughs> and saying what's going on um, are you interested or interested? 
can I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Chasing, chasing them up pretty much. That's what I meant to say. Chasing them up. Not get over the rust. Chasing them up and just seeing if they're still alive, I guess. <laughs> wow, what are these exaggerated, exaggerated way of saying that? So yeah, it's 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 coming along. Um, two weeks out from shoot. Two, three, two and a half weeks out from shoot, I think. And um, should be fun. Should be fun. Um, I don't know what I'm going to... Probably, like, my plans for when I finally graduate. Uh, might have to live in Newcastle for maybe a month or so. Don't know yet. It was look, That was looking like a possibility, but after having today's class, you've really got to put yourself out there as soon as you finish. You can have a bit of a break, but then you got to put yourself out there, straight out there as soon as you finish and get together with people and make something. I'm still looking to make this graphic novel that I have in mind, but I need to find an illustrator. I think I was talking about this last week. I still need to find this illustrator that wants to work on this graphic novel with me. And we can hopefully go to publishing companies and stuff and see if they can, they want to publish it. That's just, that's a matter of getting out there, really. And uh, being proactive. So, and I, I probably want to work on this mockumentary I wanted to do that I tried to do in year 12 for a major project, but didn't really work out that well because I had a lot of restrictions and I won't have restrictions this time and if once I my phone contract ends in a few in maybe two months I think two months or so I can get the uh, hopefully stay on the same plan and get the S9 Plus and because uh, I heard that's an amazing camera so I'm probably going to grab that and uh, even film it on that Tangerine's made an iPhone 5 why the fuck can I make this on a Samsung S9 so it's all a matter of being proactive and being, um, you know, actually getting it done, putting the effort in. So, yeah, I just realized I'm 46 minutes in and I haven't really told you that you're probably expecting me talking about a film. Um, no, I haven't watched any films at all this week because of been how busy I have been. Um, I know Annihilation came out on the 12th and I haven't watched Annihilation yet and I plan to watch that on a bigger screen. So I'm thinking about going to someone's place on Saturday and seeing it on their flat screen. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to watch it on my laptop. I didn't want to watch it on my telly. People have been saying it. They've been watching it on their laptops, but I just don't want to watch it. After ranting about it myself and then watching it on my laptop, I, would, I don't know. I just feel bad. I'll, be, I'll just be like, you're just such a hypocrite. <laughs> you're such a fucking hypocrite. Talking about how you didn't want to watch it on your laptop. You're watching your bloody watching your laptop, you little shit. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I wanted to respect and watch it the way that Alex Garland uh, crafted it and wanted it to be seen. Um, but we all know what happened because I haven't been haven't stopped complaining about it for the last few weeks. Um, even though it's got nothing to do with me. But it also... But it does have something to do with me. As a filmmaker, it does have... It does have something to do with my future, I think, in terms of going to studios and seeing which ones you can trust and making contracts with them. And I don't know, Paramount is now looking a bit, even though Paramount was a very accessible one, apparently, according to one of the directors at the uh, college, they were kind of accessible. They would accept a lot of things. Um, they accepted Mother for fuck's sake, but Mother was bad. So they had barely, really bad revenue come in last year. 
And I guess that's why they dumped Paradox and unfortunately Annihilation on Netflix. Paradox was not a great film, but I'm hearing some great things about Annihilation. So, um, a very intellectual, cerebral sci-fi. So, and that's that shit I do like. That's that shit like Arrival, baby. Uh, yeah, love Arrival. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have any movies to really talk about this week. I wanted to talk about Annihilation, but I never got around to it. Tomb Raider came out yesterday, so I didn't have time to go and get a, grab a ticket to that. I missed out on the $8 Dendi tickets online because I have how much I've been working on this film with the paperwork and everything. Um, especially with what happened this week with the rent and the money and everything. Like, I've, I've been completely fucked in the ass financially. So, um... Yeah, I can't really... Didn't really have time to do anything, nor did I have the money to do it. Like, I only have money for Opal or some food that I had to buy. I just bought some... Gro- like, I bought a few groceries and that was it. And um, I'm just fortunate enough that I have a family member that's, uh, that comes every uh, week and buys the groceries that I need to cook with to um, to do that. Otherwise, I probably had no money at all. I probably wouldn't be able to afford most dinners during the week. So, very thankful for that. Um, and, of course, my grandmother, who sends me these... Um, my, these uh, yogurt to defrost them, but they're these frozen meals that you defrost... She's made them, and then, like, you put them in the microwave, did frost, and they taste fucking beautiful. Had a really beautiful, very tasty curry chicken and rice dish today at school. Fucking beautiful stuff, man. Well done. So, very fortunate to have those as, um, uh, that support. Uh, other than that, it's money goes to Opal, and I spent $8 a week on a film... But uh, even that's probably going to stop soon when this rent goes up. Unfortunately, that might have to stop. And, yeah, it sucks. I won't be able to go see a new film every week because I can't really... I don't really... I don't want to keep up the trends. I just want to keep up... I just want to watch the movies. I want to have a movie to talk about when I come on this podcast. I want to have something to talk about. Um, but who knows? I could probably just ad-lib the whole thing again. This literally... I've been unprepared for this podcast. I literally just went off the top of my head. Um... I even had some things written down, but I did, didn't even check the notes, really. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to try something different, maybe. If I don't have something to talk about, I'm either going to... I had these ideas come to me last night, because for some reason I haven't been able to fucking sleep um, recently, because of these these ideas I've been having. One for a short film I want to make, and then I wanted to... And then the more ideas for the graphic novel came to mind, and I had to write them down. And then once you look at your phone screen, your brain's like, oh, whoa, 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 house party. And it's, yeah. It doesn't fucking sleep until you toss and turn for about two and a half hours. Unfortunately. Um, so that's fun, doing that. <laughs> um, so I was even going to try doing a, a series called On Rewatch, which I um, have yeah, aptly titled On Rewatch, and the first film I wanted to try with On Rewatch was Get Out, after watching it see win guest, guest. Uh, after seeing it win Best Screenplay at the Oscars, and actually reading the screenplay, and then watching the movie again, I've seen it three times now, 
um, and watching the movie again, I just want to talk about all the things you notice on rewatch and even like some of the elements that he put in there that then you notice even more on rewatch, and that's thanks to screenplay and how well-crafted the film is um, and the new perspective it offers in the horror genre. So... I might start with Get Out. I have it on Blu-ray. Uh, it's over in the shelf there. And uh, I'll plug the, plug the PlayStation in and give it a watch. But I might start... I might do that probably after the, after I do my shoot and start that series after I do my shoot. Um, just something different to do, you know? And um, I might do another one where... I might, do, I might try another series. Again, Tossing and Turning. I might try another series where I want to um, talk about my favorite films, talk about my favorite films, and really analyze them, and and really and like ask why, like why, ask myself why do I like them, find out why I like them, find the aspects, everything about it, character, whether it be character development, plots, um, story and plots, same thing really. Um, if there's a twist in there that I like, production design, cinematography, anything about it, even the, all the technical stuff, as I just mentioned, whether it be performances, the, the way the direction is helmed, um, anything I can find about a favorite movie of mine, um, I could probably do a whole episode on that as well. So um, I might do a poll on Instagram if you want to see me, if you want to listen to me, if you do listen to this podcast. I don't know, because CastBox doesn't even tell you how many people listen to it, so I'm not even sure how many people actually of you listen to this. Um, I don't know how many of you listen to it. I know I've only got <laughs> three uh, subscribers, but, you know, it's only the first year, so it was really the second... First full year, really. Like, I think if I keep going to... If I keep going to October, it will be the first full year, but I don't... Who knows? Uh, I really got to look back I think when I released that first episode when I was back and I was using a great microphone you could actually hear it hear what was going on and clearly have a great and good have a good audio so I don't know if this is like a thing I know this is going to be the 39th episode I think of it so nearly at 40 eh we made it the double digits um so yeah I'll, I'll do a poll on Instagram I don't know if anyone follows me on Instagram they can they can uh, they can do it. They can participate in it. I've never done a poll before, so I have to really learn how to do it myself. Um, so I can either do on rewatch, get out, or analyze my favorite my favorite movies and talk about why I love them. Um, and you can reply through the Instagram, or you can take that poll and you can see the percentage. Lovely. Um, look. I think I'm going to leave it there for this uh, this week's podcast. Uh, next week, I probably will watch a film uh, next week and talk about a film next week. It's either going to be Annihilation or Tomb Raider. And then a week after that, we'll be talking about the huge Ready Player One. So that'll be big. So we'll talk about that next week. I was, I was actually... I actually had stuff to talk about in the half of this week, but again, I've been so busy, I haven't really had time to really even set up this microphone and record myself because I, I knew I had other stuff to do. I've been scheduling, I've been doing a lot of fucking paperwork. A lot of shit. A lot of preparation for the film. Uh, so next week, it's either going to be about Annihilation or Tomb Raider. 
I'm not too sure. Might even let you know for Instagram. Probably. That's how it works. I just say what the, what the podcast is going to be on on Instagram. And you can, you can listen to it if you want. Swipe up, blah, blah, blah. blah. Do all that shit. Uh, I'm going to work ahead to that swipe up stuff. Because um, that is in more of an efficient way. Because then you, instead of going to my bio and then going all the way to my profile, even though it doesn't take that much effort, um, and then going to thing and then looking through it I can just link I can hopefully just link it straight to it and you can like swipe up from that and then you can listen to it from there um so yeah I don't know I've been, I've been seeing a lot of friends that my friends that started up this blog of theirs have been doing these polls and everything and I was like well, how, do, how do those polls work and I was going to try and do some of those and I know they're getting a lot of traction from their thing and so that's fucking amazing with them um, yeah, um, they well they're called the they're called the Banksia Woman. You can follow them or like them on Facebook. Follow them, like I don't know, like them on Facebook. They do some really great articles, especially about Australian culture. Um, they mostly revolve around um, female empowerment and um, about women. They do contain articles about men and like universal things, um, but it's mostly, I would say they focus a lot on female empowerment and um, uh, engaging women with these articles that um, they write. They um, Emily, my best mate Emily, she writes a lot of great articles. Um, Gab as well writes some really good articles about artists, uh, albums. Emily writes about books. She's a book reader, so she writes about books and mostly writes about personal experiences as well. She's wrote about two personal experiences so far, been fantastic articles. And her book articles, I don't even fucking read books, and I read the book articles as well. So, so go and check that out on Facebook. You can check the Banksy Woman out on Facebook, or you can follow them on Instagram. Uh, I will either, I might even uh, chuck them in the uh, the story, and. Uh, you can follow them through there. They write, they do some really great articles, and we don't have enough public pages these days that support um, women uh, or, or empower them. As much as these articles are, like you have these, you have like your, you have like let's say stink pieces about um, masculinity and everything, and um, like these don't really tackle them. So in such a head-on way, it's really they're just well written, and they're um, engaging to read and captivating. And uh, she's doing a fucking—they're doing a, a fucking amazing job. So, hats off to them. Um, that's it. That's it. Fuck. Um, I'll see you next. I'll listen. You'll listen to me next week if you want to. And I'll be talking about Over Annihilation or Tomb Raider. Um, don't even have, I don't think I'll have a half of next week either. The half of my return after shoots because I'm just too busy at the moment. There's a lot of stuff's going on. Getting too busy. Um, yeah, so I'll see you next week. Have a happy, safe and happy weekend. Don't hurt yourself. Um, and uh, smile a lot. Smile a lot. Laugh a lot. Talk to strangers. Be like, hey, why are you on your phone too much? Why don't you... Uh, why don't we talk about... Hey, what's the what's the weather like? I don't know. Fuck it up. All right, I'll see you next week.